You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. Mary, do you remember Rick Santorum? I think he was a senator from Pennsylvania. But he was the leader in uh, the Republican primaries. It seemed like there was a real possibility that he could be president. He was kind of a very religious right kind of guy. So he just gave a speech. And in it, he said that the United States or America, before the United States, before white people came here, was empty. There was nothing here at all. And thank God the white folk came and created, you know, Disneyland, Chick-fil-A, a lot of really good things here. And the reason I'm thinking about Rick Santorum is it seems like uh, senators of the United States, even past senators, say a lot of dumb stuff. And the one I'm thinking about in particular is Senator Ted Cruz, Eddie from the Mon- Munsters, right? I agree. So did you see his op-ed? I did. So before we get to that, though, I want to say that the word, the expression that jumped in my head when you were talking about Santorum and that speech is manifest destiny. Remember that from when you were in school? And isn't that basically what it was? It's unlike white man's burden and all of that. But he's not even saying it was like a white man's burden because there was not even a, anybody in the United States, any Native people that we had to conquer when we came here. It was just our destiny to take this big land that nobody was using. So that's very pathetic and well, it, anti-histor- know, anti-historical. Yeah, it is. But it's even kind of left over from some of the early colonists who believed in the New Jerusalem that they were sent here to create this place that God wanted. But that's old and that's stupid. But Ted Cruz is brand new and really stupid. So I um, saw that when he wrote. And then also there was a um, one of the ethics guys who worked for Obama and Trump came out to say, uh, so we're just to back up, basically what his editorial said is, if you woke corporations are going to get out there and say, I'll get all social justice with us, no more tax cuts for you, no more breaks on um, regulations. And, you know, he picked MLB and said, we're not going to protect your uh, status as a... Um, you know, what's against against an antitrust status an antitrust status. Right. And, um, you know, we're not going to let you rape and pillage (laughs) the country with these environmental laws or lack of environmental laws. So it's just how we always say they say the quiet part out loud. We've always thought, said, the cynics in us, that if you give enough money to any politician, you'll get what you want. You get access and you get what you want, whether that's best for the country, other individuals, citizens, or not. And Cruz basically said that's how the game is played. And you quit playing it our way and being quiet on social issues, 
or we cut you off. No more tax breaks for you. That in that he just said it's pay to play. Yeah. And I mean, I just wanted to scream. No, no. Remember, Ted, this is good for the country because these are job creators. They're going to, because of our tax cuts, make this economy boom. This is all about fairness. Remember all that, Ted? I, I guess not. Right. I guess. Well, the other thing is they're they're the um, Republicans, and even I saw Susan Collins was interviewed um, on CNN. I guess with Jake Tapper yesterday, and she was you know talking about corporate tax rates, and you know they go up, and that hurts the economy. But all the research that's been done on the 2017 tax cuts has led to one conclusion, which is they had no measurable effect on the economy or job creation at all. That doesn't mean they didn't make some people really rich. They did. But they did not have the effect that the Republicans can continue to complain to claim that tax cuts have. So this long-term project of theirs to continue to tax, cut taxes <clears throat> doesn't do what they say it's going to do. Has it in, you know, increased economic inequality? Sure. Has it, has it emptied the coffers in such a way that we have the worst roads, bridges, airports in the world? Sure. But it hasn't done what they uh, predicted it would do. So I think Cruz saying that and writing that editorial was in a way perfect, which is it's kind of like the icing on the cake for what's happening, which is we're going to stand in what in the way of increasing taxes to pay for the infrastructure and to help these corporations. But these corporations better get on board and stop this social justice stuff. Absolutely. And it, you know, they do love saying the quiet thing out, out loud. I always remember after the big tax cuts of the uh, uh, Trump administration, we were told pretty reliably that he went down to Mar-a-Lago, got together probably, I guess, in the cigar smoking lounge or something, and <laughs> told the other people there, I just made a lot of you very rich tonight by the tax cuts. They always knew that that was what it was about, was not just making themselves personally richer, but taking care of their buddies, who would then take care of them. But Ted says, guys, you're like breaking the deal with us. And that's crazy. And to have this in the context of uh, the infrastructure bill right now just shows the hypocrisy more and more. You know, Yesterday morning on the morning, uh, Sunday morning shows, we heard over and over from Republicans, well, all those are good ideas, but we can't afford to spend all that money. The Democrats, this was a quote from one, they're going on a crazy spending spree. None of this feels like a crazy spending spree when you are cutting taxes. Then it feels like real investment. But Ted shows, no, it's not. It's really not it at all. You know, one of my favorite comparisons uh, that I heard yesterday was if you own a house and it is badly in need of repairs and it's all run down, it is not a crazy spending spree to invest in that house. And that's what America is facing right now, that we have 
infrastructure. I don't know the exact amount or the exact rank, but it's among the worst in the world. We ride on roads. We know what a problem they are. We know we don't have an effective rail system. We know that we have pipes that poison people. We can go down the list. And yet the Republicans want to say, well, that's all bad. I, that's, that's really bad. But we can't afford to do that. Isn't that essentially it? Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. You know how they say some debt is good debt? So I think we've, after the pandemic, we've come to understand that we needed the debt to climb out of the pandemic. And I think most Americans agree that um, infrastructure spending, if it results in some debt, that's good debt. The problem is, John, we, or I, mean, I don't know if it's a problem, but the thing is, we don't need to do that. You could move that tax rate up when it's 20, corporate tax rate 21%, even to 25%, and increase um, tax compliance. And you probably could pay for the whole crazy thing that Biden wants to do. So it's not as if we don't have the money. I mean, we spent in Afghanistan and Iraq and all those places, it's debatable whether we needed to be there, the amount of money we needed to rebuild our infrastructure here. So it isn't that the money isn't available, it's about priorities. And I think the most interesting thing that has happened in the last two years maybe, if, if maybe four, is that the American people have started to understand this priority shift. And the old priorities is get government out of my life and don't spend any money, don't tax me. When you, when you pull people, they're like, yeah, we gotta do this. We've got to get present with the 21st century. Absolutely, and I, I think the two things you mentioned are exactly right. First, I don't know why we just don't roll back the tr Trump tax uh, credits and change in rates totally. Put it back at 28%. Nobody at Amazon or other corporations was starving or losing their home when we were at 28%. I mean, heck, I'd put it at 39%, frankly, but let's say at 28 And the other, which the Trump or the Biden administration, I'm sorry, is moving on, is do something about tax compliance. They, the IRS just in the way it was, which wasn't, wasn't in great shape, uh, was struggling. I mean, they were struggling so hard this year because of everything we put on them that they pushed back the date of, of even filing. But the bigger question is, what is happening with avoiding taxes at high corporate levels? You know, people should know that there are entire departments staffed with lots of people at these corporations doing everything they can to make certain they don't pay, pay taxes. Those alone, I think, would do that payment. And the other thing that's going to go on, remember the nonsense that we always heard from, uh, uh, from the Republicans of, well, you cut taxes and you will increase the economy. No, it turns out, looking at the last quarter, you spend money and you will increase the economy. And then you will increase the amount of taxes coming in. We are right now on pace to have a growth of, I think, about 6.4% in the economy this year. That is extraordinary. Remember Donald Trump like waved his hands and everything and said, oh, it's going to be the biggest economy growth you've ever seen. It's going to be 
Well, it never was that uh, under him. Those things can happen if we take these steps. True. And, and I think that ultimately what will be interesting for the Republicans is who are they speaking to? <laughs> so they're mad at the corporations now because the corporations also want um, some social justice. But the people, even many Republicans, understand the moment and, and understand that what Biden is doing, even if you have some mixed feelings about it, is what needs to be done. It has to be done. I think one of the interesting takeaways from the pandemic is, yes, we made a mess of it at first, and even taking the blame out. But we did do what the United States does very well, is we got that damn vaccine created and manufactured, and we're getting it in people's arms. And that's how we see ourselves as a people in a country, right? Like, can do and we can get it done. And I think for Biden, he wants to work on the momentum of that. Like, look what we've done compared to the rest of the world on the vaccine. Our ingenuity, our uh, shared commitment, we've gotten the thing done. I mean, third people in the country are fully vaccinated in three months. That's really phenomenal. And so that optimism that the, the vaccine, vaccination program created is something I think Biden is going to uh, you know, use to move forward. And the Ted Cruz's of the world just seem really out of date. They seem so, you know, 1990s. Yeah, okay. I know. Way back then, there, uh, my granddaughter and virtually your granddaughter, she treats you like this. Uh, <laughs> Hannah had her sixth birthday and she was into a very nostalgia thing. It was an 80s dance party there, which is like really <laughs> old stuff. Now, we have to, have to remember that in the 80s, I was in my 30s by that, that point. But they like to look back. Uh, the Republicans like to look back. You asked the question, uh, who are they talking to? I'll tell you who they're talking to. The people who booed Mitt Romney. Now, I was not a Mitt Romney fan, but you know, for all everything we can tell, this guy has spent a fair amount of his adult life. He spent some making a lot of money and a lot of it in public service. Seems to be a straight up guy, but he did the inexcusable. He voted to impeach Donald Trump, and so they're they're going to they're going to boo him. That's the Republican Party that we have to worry about now. Exactly, and and it's not. Um, it just doesn't bode well for them because basically that's a cult of personality. So, you know, Susan Collins was saying, you know, we still have the same values. We believe in limited government. We believe in national security. We believe in personal responsibility. And everything she said just sounded like a parody. It didn't, and I just thought to myself, you know, you all need to go to a re-education camp or something. Yeah, you probably do. This is not what what your party believes anymore. Maybe yeah. it did. Maybe there are a segment of people that do. But the rank and file, they don't. They don't. And I know we have to wind up. But think about 
the the contradiction built into this for Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz essentially is saying we should continue to be a party of personality. And that personality is Donald Trump. But somehow Ted has got to make this pivot and say, we're a party of personality, but that personality is me and you should support me. Do you see where that just doesn't all work together? Yeah, that's a that's a very interesting point. And his career will be interesting to watch because he's a very ambitious guy and he's also um, kind of soulless. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We'll talk to John Boehner about that later. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.